where visionaries, entrepreneurs, and artists dream, transform, and create. Ray TV. You are listening to Miracle Moment, and I am your host, Ray Ireland. This is where trailblazing, truth-telling, provocative, and successful entrepreneurs and creatives from around the globe share their number one miracle moment that changed everything, pointing them in the direction of igniting epic soul alignment in their life and business. These renegade souls will show you the -the behind-the-scenes, real-life magic on how to create a world-class lifestyle of true success. I am so glad you're tuning in. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for this recording because today I have one of my dear, dear soul sisters on, Tyler Rowling, and we also just got back from an epic sailing trip for her birthday. So we are in quite the vibe together. And yeah, we wanted to bring it to you guys, bring this conversation of miracles and transformation and growth and healing and sistership all to you. So let's see what what gets brought up and becomes alive in this conversation. Um, Tyler is an incredible female leader. Um, and it's fun because we have both worked together um, as each other's clients. So we know each other's work very in depth. And she's an incredible intuitive eating counselor, also working with feminine energetics and embodiment. And gosh, the list goes on and on. Synchronized swimmer, traveler, all of the things, artist, creative. So let's just dive right in. Um, Tyler, do you want to share a little bit about maybe what is sparking joy in your life right now? What are you really excited about? And what has been your journey to getting here? Just so they can have a little bit of a backstory, get to know you more. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Ray. I just love our conversation. So I'm excited to be on here. The miracle moments, so beautiful. Um, Yeah, so what's bringing me joy right now in my life? This year, has just consisted of so much growth, like rapid rate of just quantum leaping timelines collapsing. And I feel like what's bringing me the most joy right now is actually being present as much as possible. So I I'm learning to let go of my agenda of what I think things should look like in my life right now. And instead surrendering to the present moment surrendering to what is and really seeing the beauty that life has for us instead of getting too much, you know, future tripping or dwelling in the past. It's very much seeing the juiciness that exists right here, right now. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. And so would you like to share a little bit about your journey, like to getting to this point? (laughs) What has that been like? Yes, it has been, um, it's been a beautiful journey. You know, I can say that now, if you would have asked me even a couple of years ago, I feel like talking about my, my journey, there would still be a charge surrounded, a charge surrounding it, such as like being kind of still carrying guilt and shame around my past. But I can honestly say that now there's this 
um, not even just a radical acceptance, but actually a compassion for where I've been and where I'm at right now. Um, I will start since the context of this conversation, you know, we're talking about miracle moments and sort of my role as an intuitive eating counselor and working with women and energetics. Um, I'll start with, you know, where my eating disorder developed and how that happened and how that led to my awakening and served as a catalyst in my growth. Um, so that was in college and I was going through just a really rough time. I, I grew up with a mom who struggled with alcohol abuse. Um, I'm trying to stay away from using the word alcoholic because I feel like there's a lot of shame and guilt around that language. So instead of saying alcoholic, I'm choosing to say, you know, alcohol abuse and struggled with addiction. Um, and that was at seven years old you know, and they talk about big T versus little T trauma and these adverse, you know, childhood experiences that can shape us. And certainly having a parent who's an addict can, um, or who is struggling with addiction can, can do that. So um, my life was just kind of all up in the air. My parents were getting a divorce. My mom was slipping deeper and deeper into her addiction. And my dad, I grew up Southern Baptist and there was a lot of, um, I internalized a lot of shame and guilt around my role as a woman in the world too, around sexuality and what it meant to be a woman because within, um, being a Southern Baptist, it was saving sex till marriage and, um, just a lot of rigid rules that my dad set around clothes and makeup and piercings and things like that. Mm -hmm. And my parents were going through a divorce when I was seven separation. When I was 17, the divorce happened when I was 18, um, senior year of high school. There's a lot of things shifting. And I just felt like I had no bearings because my mom hadn't been there emotionally, um, perhaps physically, but definitely not emotionally. And then my dad, when the divorce happened, he just kind of poof, like nowhere was not involved in my life whatsoever. So I went, I went from having an overbearing controlling father to an absent father. So in a way there were two different forms of abandonment that I experienced one when I was younger with my mom and then the other in my late adolescence with my dad. And I just, I had no direction. I felt very lost and confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got into college, I was like, you know, my body started changing. I think a lot of women who are listening to this can remember a time in their lives when their body started to change and they started mm-hmm. to become hyper aware of their bodies. Some of them, it starts very young. It could be a moment when you were seven years old in dance class and people were comparing bodies. Totally. (laughs) I think I might've taken that from you, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of your stories, right? And so, and we can just bring awareness to these body stories, but my body story really started happening in my first year of college. I was used to being, you know, so active. I was a competitive synchronized swimmer. I thought I was going to go to college for synchronized swimming, but it didn't end up panning out because I stayed home to essentially take care of my mom who was struggling with her addiction. And I realized that food and exercise was the one thing that I could control while the rest of my life, you know, was falling apart, quote unquote, falling apart. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, and that was a huge reason why I decided to study nutrition and become a registered dietitian was because of my unhealthy obsession with it and really wanting to control my weight and my appearance. Mm. And as I dove deeper into my own journey with myself, I realized that on the surface, yeah, one could say that it was an eating disorder and, um, using exercise as punishment, but really at the core of all of it was this deep longing to be loved, mm-hmm. to, feel, to feel connected because I was so disconnected from myself and from the world around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Does so that- what would you say was like through all of that, like, like, what would you say is like the miracle moment that mm-hmm. you took from it? Yeah, I would say the miracle moment, honestly, there's been like, was there one specific moment that happened that like really like stands out? Okay, yeah, so I wouldn't. There's a few different moments that were really crucial on my path. The first one was being introduced to intuitive eating my junior year of college. I ended up, I was working full, not full-time. I was working part-time as a cocktail waitress at a bar. And this is another part of my story is um, abuse around alcohol myself, you know, that's very much normalized in college. (laughs) But looking Mm -hmm. back, I'm like, that wasn't just partying. Like there was, there was some abuse going down there and some numbing. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, I ended up getting fired from this job. And at the time I was so devastated. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so much of my identity was actually getting wrapped up in the bar scene and working at a bar in college because it was kind of a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I got fired and I had never gotten fired from a job either. So I was like, oh, my, my sense of self was just really shot. Um, Mm -hmm. But it catapulted me into taking my, my schooling more serious. Because honestly, I was just kind of hanging on by a thread in my schooling. So I decided, you know, I'm going to dive into my schooling and really start taking that serious. And then I ended up getting a job at their health promotion department on campus. And I was able to work under an anti-diet dietitian who specialized in eating disorders and intuitive eating. And that's really when my life started to, to shift away from the party scene and abusing food and exercise and alcohol and other drugs. And instead starting to come home to myself and better understand my relationship to food um, and my body. So that was a huge miracle moment that getting fired from the job at the mm-hmm. bar. <laughs> totally. No, it was a big one. Um, huge blessing in disguise. And And then, yeah, coming out to San Diego, I didn't know anyone out here. This was also a leap of faith on my part because I knew I wanted to get my master's in nutrition science and become a registered dietitian, but I did not want to stay in Florida or Tallahassee. So I was like, you know what, San Diego, something about that area. I've been once before. I really vibe with the energy there. So let me just apply to San Diego state university with the intention that I will be living there and finding a job there. Yeah. This is just testimony to kind of how I live my life, which is very much on a soul level, (laughs) 
where like the planning is kind of there, but more or less, it's really faith that's fueling a lot of my action. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I came out here, San Diego, I started my master's program. I ended up applying to a dietetic internship that first semester I got matched. It was a paid internship. That's another part of my story is is I had no idea how I was going to pay for an internship. And I just happened to get this internship that was paid. It happened very synchronistically. Um, Then when I completed my internship, I saw that they were hiring in the health promotion department on San Diego State University. Now rewind two years ago, I had just left Florida State, their health promotion department, working with an anti-diet dietitian. Mm -hmm. Fast forward two years later, I end up getting the job in San Diego State's health promotion department as an anti-diet dietitian. I love it. So life came full circle and it was a really beautiful moment in my life where I kind of felt like, oh, this feels really good. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we can like plan or um, do you think we can kind of connect to what may be happening in the future based upon what we're experiencing in our current realities? Absolutely. Yeah. So like, for instance, if someone's has a dream, you know, they're, they're listening to this podcast and they have a dream of something happening in their life like how can they utilize that theme of sort of uh, inner knowing or yeah. um, some psychic awareness <laughs> yeah how, how can they utilize that to mm-hmm. help move them forward yeah you know I think it dropping the fear you know, and that total faith and trust and actually feeling it in your body. There was something about me moving out here that as scary as it was to some people, deep down, there was a part of me that was like, no, this is it. At least right now in my life, this is, this is it. And taking that leap of faith and just, you know, inspired action. And I feel like when you can actually visualize and, you know, now we're kind of getting into the topic of manifestation, right. And Mm -hmm. how that works. But, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even realize I was manifesting at the time in my life. Mm -hmm. I was just very much dreaming and giving myself permission to dream and actually feel what that dream is like. Um, And when I say dreaming, I'm talking about um, the possibilities and giving myself permission to go there into the, the possibilities of what could happen Mm-hmm. and feeling those possibilities, seeing what they look like, um, and being open to receiving that, right, from mm-hmm. the universe, like claiming yeah. that's what you want, and saying, yes, let's go, <laughs> I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you say, like, drop the fear, like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, how does someone drop the fear? Yeah, that's a great question. And I got to say at the time when we're talking about the story about me moving out to San Diego, I was 23 and I kind of had, and I still have this as part of my spirit, very much like just adventurous and like, just go for it. And really a life enthusiast and saying yes to life experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if someone feels called, if they feel like they're stuck or if there's something more for them, you know, 
I feel like the universe tests us in ways and before we're about to up level in some major ways, fear is almost necessary for us to experience all your, excuse me. Can I curse on here? Is that okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say like all your shit is going to surface and it's going to be like, are you really ready for this? Mm -hmm. And then that's when the rubber meets the road. And it's like, are you actually going to, to push through the fear? And I don't even know if saying pushing through is the right verbiage. I feel like it's more about leaning into it. Um, And this deep trust that regardless of what you're feeling on the other side, it's going to be really good and you're going to be okay. It's not Mm -hmm. the end of the world. It's not, you know, life or death. I mean, given not really sure where other people might be coming from, but for the most part, it's not life or death situations. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What if it was? Oh, (laughs) well, play with like all of it. Like, yeah. What, what if it was then like, would you still lean in? Oh, that's edgy, right? That's so edgy. I think that's something that I I think about with, you know, skydiving. It's that's a journey that I've been on and getting certified in. Um, and it's like, okay, even if it's life or can I lean in? And there's certain calculated risks that we get to take in life. And I think, and I and I say that because I think sometimes even something that doesn't feel like it's going to physically kill us it actually may actually feel completely like it will kill us emotionally or spiritually and so facing some of our biggest fears it actually does feel like actually I might die and those are the fears that I think we can continue to like you're saying lean in even more Mm. um yeah. I know that you've been, you know, connecting yeah. a lot with plant medicine lately. A lot of people won't sit with plant medicine because they're like, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to die. Yeah, there's a lot of like, fear. Yeah. Like totally. my personality, what if my personality <laughs> or my ego dies? Right. And it's yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, like then what? That's kind of the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. So I love this conversation because it's, it's gone into such an interesting space. Um, But when, so when it comes to like miracles and connecting to this, it's like this knowing that a miracle is going to happen. That's what I'm really getting from your conversation. It's such a deep knowing that something miraculous, like better than I can even imagine is on the other side of this. So therefore I'm going to choose to step in. And it's this idea of like, which one, which one is pulling you more? Are you more pulled towards the miracle and potential in the dream of what, what could possibly happen? Mm -hmm. Or are you more pulled towards the fear of whatever, maybe even fear of death? And where are you living from? Yes, I love that so much. It's like just such a reminder that we have a choice, that that's actually a huge privilege that we get to decide, you know, 
how we're going to approach life and what attitudes and beliefs we're going to, what's going to be our curriculum, our soul's curriculum. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think not judging it either, Absolutely. like not judging 1, it or shaming it because it's like, sometimes I do want to play the safe. That's right. Spot. I was just about to say there's seasons where we lean into the safety too. And that's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a part of the human experience in experiencing the miracles as well is sometimes we might find the miracle in the safety. Yeah, And so it's our, individual prerogative to choose what season season am I in what is my soul really calling me forward into if my soul's calling me forward into something that's so freaking scary that I feel like I'm gonna die well your soul's calling you there like right go for it <laughs> but then at other times it's so true like sometimes the soul's like hey can we just lay here for a moment yes and can you put yes puffy pillows and blankets all around me and and (laughs) like this is really what I'm feeling called to to doing and being yes Mm. I love that right especially I can relate to that because I feel like I'm in a season now where it it more it's more aligned my soul is more in a season of rest like giving Mm -hmm. me I, I don't know if rest is the right word. It's more of an active rest, you know, um, but not feeling like I have to constantly be reaching for something or doing something and instead simply being mm. and seeing the lessons that come from just showing up fully in life, no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a lesson that came through with the plant medicine too. And I was like, this, I would consider another miracle moment is my experience with that, honestly, Um, Mm. because it did wake me up to parts of myself that I was so ready to meet. I was like, let's go. Do you want to speak more into that? Yeah, I absolutely can. Yeah. So like, what, what mm -hmm. was the, like, let's go, like, let's go into what? Yeah. So I, this year, 2021, I feel like has been more transformational for me than 2020. You know, I know 2020 was a wild year for the world and so many of us. Um, But this year in particular, I, I just dove deep into my work, my soul work my spiritual work, my healing, my trauma healing and um, opening myself up to other modalities that are non-traditional in our culture. Mm -hmm. So not using, yes, I did talk therapy for years and it was excellent. And I, it was a great way to start my path, but I was longing for something different and so I started exploring other modalities of how Mm. to to feel more like myself to really remember who I who I am and part of that included going to network spinal care so that was huge part of my my path Mm. healing my nervous system and getting my nervous system in alignment with what is true for me Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I had been wanting to sit with plant medicine for over a year. I mean, you and I, we talked about it many times. I was like, I know the time will come. Like, I know it'll mm-hmm. be right. And yeah, it happened so synchronistically. I, I received um, intuitive guidance that I needed to just completely cut out all substances from my life. So no alcohol, no, you know, marijuana or anything like that and just cut it out entirely because the message I was receiving was it's blocking you from getting to where you you want to be where your soul wants to be and I was reluctantly like okay guys like fine I guess I'll do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but then I ended up meeting meeting folks who were local to the area and they asked, you know, have you sat with ayahuasca before? And I said, no, I've been wanting to. And they're like, well, that's great because tomorrow night we're having a ceremony and there's a, there's one spot left if you would like to attend. And my entire body was just like, yes, that is mm-hmm. another thing I've been working on is listening to my body. And that's something I also am helping women with is dropping out of the mind and really tuning into what our body's telling us. Mm-hmm. And I just felt all my energy centers open. And I was like, yes, let's go. And I showed up to ceremony and there was a little fear there. There was, but for the most part, I felt so supported. It felt so right. Mm-hmm. And I, I had all the tools necessary that no matter how the ceremony went, I knew I would be okay mm-hmm. because I'd already been doing the shadow work. I've already been I I was already laying on my bedroom floor, crying in a pool of tears. (laughs) Like I've done a lot of purging, you know, in my own way. Um, So then sitting with the medicine was just really confirming and a huge affirmation for me on the work that I had done on myself. And I feel like it was an incredible blessing and gift um, that I received. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I want to, I'm like, still curious, like, what's that, like, let's go thing that you were sharing earlier? Like, what did you receive from the ceremonies? Mm. So it was, let's go as um, living my life unapologetically and my mm. authenticity. Got it. Because I realized how much I was still holding myself back because I was still subscribing to um, caring about what others thought of me. Mm-hmm. On some level, I was still unconsciously moving through life, worried about what other people, how others perceived me. Mm-hmm. And I just woke up to the fact like, Tyler, you're part of the shiny unicorn tribe, <laughs> mm-hmm. sparkly, magical unicorn tribe. And that's the medicine that you're here to actually give to people. So like own that sis and like step into it and stop dimming your light. And you don't have to be doing traveling the world to do that either. It could literally be at the university on campus. And, and another message that came through was like, it's actually in where you're at right now without putting any effort in is where you're going to experience the most miracles mm-hmm. in those everyday moments. And some might call it quote unquote mundane but I don't see them as mundane anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's like, that's a big inspiration to this podcast is to show that actually some of these miracle moments that we're talking about on here, some of them are not what we think they would be. They're either the tough times or they're the mundane times that actually show us what a miracle it is to live this life in its simplest, most basic raw form Mm, and the miracles that are, that wow us and bring us to the ground, you know, that's all part of it too. Yeah. I know we could even say that we're all walking miracles, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to leave or share with anyone that's listening? Mm. Yeah, I would just say that if you're on the path, the spiritual path or self-growth, self-development, I think a good reminder is that healing is not our purpose. Mm. And I feel like Sometimes when we choose the path of bettering ourselves and learning about ourselves, we can get caught up in this story of something's wrong with me and I need to fix it. I need to Mm. fix myself. And I don't know if that narrative is helpful for us on our journey. And instead Mm. of saying, I need to fix this, I need to be fixed. It's like, no, no, actually what we're doing is we're remembering. We're unlearning so that we can remember. It's not about you needing to be fixed because you are so loved already. And that's inherent. So Mm. that would be my little nuggets of love and wisdom for your audience is that I love it. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. We're just simply remembering. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey, sharing the pieces of wisdom that you picked up throughout the journey and yeah, being a miracle yourself. And this conversation is a miracle and I definitely hold an intention that it's going to spark some joy and insight and curiosity for those who are listening. Yes, I feel that. So grateful for you, Ray. Thank you for having me. I love you, sister. Absolutely. I love you too. (laughs) Well, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds amazing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this video. Subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't yet so you can stay up to date for new episodes coming out soon. And remember to witness and acknowledge the miracles and magic in every moment. This is Ray Ireland, and I'll see you soon.